0: are we doing why does it feel like it's been so long since we did one of these
1: i don't know it does feel like that though we
0: we tend to say that every time yeah i know but i feel like let's see we had christmas which kind of messed us up yeah
1: yeah it has felt i I mean i have had a hard time even knowing what day it is the last few days so Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm I had too many uh, three-day weeks at work in a row to where yeah. I'm like, my whole routine is effed and I don't know. I spent like four days in a row on the couch this last weekend, so I just like <laughs> entered a different dimension, you know? How's your knee? <laughs> it's good. Thanks for asking. Is it okay? We had quite quite a yeah it feels a lot better now we had quite a few people uh comment about that which i thought was funny thanks <laughs> thanks to everyone who was you know wishing me well in my <laughs> dire times of knee injury from
0: lifting a heavy a heavy sandwich but hey no one likes when the captain is down for count. <laughs> it makes everybody nervous <laughs> <laughs> i suppose
1: yeah no i got back into lifting my usual weights this week uh Everything feels pretty good. I've been pretty like nervous about it. I've I've seen way too many videos on the internet of people like on the leg press machine and then their knee just like buckles out and (sighs) (laughs) knee injuries freak me out more than probably anything. So I'm keeping an eye on it, but it feels all right. It feels way better than it did
0: this time last week even. So I was going to ask you, um, you know, Nick, are you, are you able to go to the gym really right now?
2: Yeah more I I I'm I'm, 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 I'm I'm always just create at home. Yeah, I'm you being are? creative like you take a a little bit of like a different approach when you you can't like for me it's all about the mindset like I love separation between going to a gym physically like getting in the headspace and then clocking out and going back home. Um but it's yep. just been weird because of the unnamed thing, but mm-hmm. I think being outside and doing stuff has been a lot more fun especially if i'm in the van just having you know in the sprinter like it sits 10 feet tall you can do pull-ups you can do kettlebell swings you can have mm. different uh you know like you can use the side door it opens up for uh incline push-ups decline push-ups um trying to get a little bit more creative with that's been good like when i travel um but
0: mm. do you do you even weigh opened it opened up do you what? even weigh enough to, to, uh, for it to count when you're throwing yourself around? <laughs> I mean, I feel,
2: nice. I feel a lot more heavy now after the holidays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but man. Def- definitely got oh, some Oh, I know. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to ask Jake, um, you know, going back into the gym, are you, like, especially after the first of the year, are you seeing a ton of people? <laughs>
1: I actually haven't noticed um, a surge. I think because I go at a different time than most people. I mean, I go over lunch. So like, I feel like most of the resolution people would be going either in the morning or um, late at night, you know? Yeah. So (laughs) I've seen, like I I mostly see all the, all the same people that I normally see. I, I feel like I saw like, more people than usual leading up to the holidays than mm-hmm. I have after New Year's. So I, I don't know what what the deal with that was, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I, if, I,
0: I think probably when people make those resolutions to go to the gym, it's uh, like, I'm going to go at 7 a.m. every morning or 6 p.m. every night type thing.
1: right. Yeah, most of them, I think most of the resolution people um are also the people that f- one of their resolutions is I'm going to start waking up early. So, they tr- they try to go at the butt crack of dawn and they go for like 2 days and then they quit cuz it's super hard, which yeah. it is. Like I used to do that and I can't do that in the mornings anymore. I just don't I don't get a good workout and I hate waking up early, so
0: I heard something that the <laughs> You know most of the bigger gym companies like your twenty four hour fitness and um, anytime fitness, Planet Fitness, they they bank on people signing up but not coming to the gym. I think there was like a private call with one of the CEOs of one of those gyms that was like, if everyone that had a gym membership came every day. Yeah. The cost of like maintaining our equipment and stuff would be unreal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Especially those gyms that they, uh, rope you into like a contract for a year. Right. I feel like the the gyms that let you just pay monthly, they hope that everybody comes because they're getting paid on a monthly basis for it. But yeah, there's a lot of gyms that will suck you into a contract or whatever. And then, um, they make it so it's it's exactly like that episode of Friends where they try to quit the quit the gym, yeah, and they just like keep <laughs> Love that bringing episode. them back with all these benefits or whatever. Then that that actually happened to up. me. <laughs> yeah, and then they they have to go uh, like cancel their bank and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing, but
2: it's really cool to yeah, see sh- some um, of the gyms open up outside, though. Like I know Twenty Four Hour Fitness, uh, brother. You mentioned that they have a few locations that have done that where. Like they even set up in a parking garage that they used to use for people to park in to come to the gym. Yeah, They cleared that's out crazy. one level of it and they set up a bunch of gear like spaced out and stuff. And it's been pretty cool that people have done that because otherwise, yeah, you're paying or they'll let you freeze your membership or whatever. But um, so many people, I don't know, like myself included, I feel like there's just something about going to that place and having... The mindset and then leaving because doing like p90x in your living room where you watch movies and overeat snacks for me is a difficult thing yeah
0: yeah it's really hard for me to be at home and work out i think just last night even well i usually don't so wednesday is my rest day because of this it just makes it easier with time zones and stuff to not work out on wednesday but um last night I was having a super hard time like I I kind of felt like a gym bro where I was like I'll work out and then I just kind of like sit down for a bit you know just like <laughs> yeah and then I get back up it's just I don't know it's it's really hard when you're not in that environment where everybody's like really pushing themselves to right to f- find that motivation, I think being around other people that are doing it is really helpful and <clears throat> i I remember that like um when I lived out in portland um, just the fact that people like would come flooding in after the first of mm. the year, and you know anyway, that was just us catching up, but we had <laughs> a pretty fun idea, yeah, we'd. <laughs> We
1: decided this week
0: um, to do
1: something a little bit less structured for a change. Uh, We wanted to do the would you rather question, which is still kind of in the same, you know, I don't want to make the pun of saying the same vein of things that we normally do. But uh, one of the things that we like to do when we're all together is like, especially when we're on the road and driving and you don't have cell service to be brainwashing yourself with um, on your phone, we like to do these would you rather questions and I've always found that they're they're pretty fun. So we had a ton of them. Uh, I kind of picked out some of the ones that I thought would be most easy to branch off into other topics. So we might get through all these and we might not. And if <laughs> not, then we'll just save them for a rainy day.
0: So, Yeah, I like that. Oh, I also think that it's really cool that most of these questions are really thought-provoking. Um, yeah. Sometimes it gets laid enough in a van ride or something where we're asking like would you rather be in the ocean with a shark with a spear or would you rather be in a cage with a lion with a a javelin or something <laughs> these are how, these how are is definitely a spear different than a javelin yeah wait a second well, isn't a javelin a you have to throw it isn't a javelin it? A rounded and pointed Yeah, damn point it out. Javelin is
1: that thing that they throw in track and field, but it's got a pretty gnarly tip on the
0: end of it, I think. I think it's just like rounded until the tip, but the spear is like a cylinder with a like an arrowhead on the end almost. I'm just saying, these are the questions we usually get to. So (laughs) this is a lot better. We 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 spend more time on on the question. So Jake, are you
2: answering it? (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah we'll just talk but, about but we're we just to, gonna talk about the idea of would you rather questions and not actually get, do any would you rather
0: we get to the end of the <sighs> question and the person decides immediately i'd rather be in the cage with the lion you're like oh but the lion has lasers on its head yeah. you, you, you change know. the the premise yeah. entirely anyway yeah, that's no fun ask him Jake. yeah i'll just i'll just.
1: Uh, I'll play the game show host today and just I'll decide when we're done talking <laughs> about something. Trebek.
0: <laughs> Trebek. Oh, yeah. wait. Now it's too soon. RIP. He passed away. Rest yeah. in peace. All right.
1: First one on the list. Um, I just forgot how to read, apparently. I, I never knew how to read. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Um, if you could only do one or the other, would you rather listen to music or make it? Man. I mean, this is such a. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're hitting the ground running here. This one is this one is kind of um, I feel like it's a paradox, kind of because in order to make music, you have to listen to music.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's right. what I
1: was gonna ask. Can you listen back to what you made, or do you just make sure. it and that's it? Yeah, you can listen. I guess to
0: what you made. Oh, yeah. is this, we, we can, can it? we
1: can we can clarify by saying listen to music means. Only be able to listen to other people's music. All right. And make it means you, you're you only able to hear your own. Hmm. For me,
2: I'd have In to whatever, say, make it. whatever way. I couldn't not yeah. create something. And I think as much as it would pain me to not listen to other music, the expression of getting it off my chest, kind of like we talked about last week, or like having that ability to say something or express something, for me is so important because that, is such a vehicle for my emotions that I think without it I would have a hell of a time. So, mm-hmm. I would definitely miss listening to. I mean, God, there's so many, so many songs, so many artists that I have on my Spotify that I would like. It would just be weird to never or never go to a live show. That would mm-hmm. be right. That would be hard oh, to not experience yeah. that. But if I could be on stage or be the one creating that. In some capacity, Mm -hmm. I think it would still. I would still choose that. I think over being able to listen. I don't know. What about you guys?
0: Man, I I don't even know. This is like such a banger to start with, because you know I've I've talked about it's (laughs) just the order they came in. (laughs) I've talked about you had to skip a lot too, else we wouldn't have been able to talk within an hour. But I um. You know, I've told you guys before, as my, as my best friends, but also on the podcast, I think I've said that I, you know, like during the week, I don't listen to a ton of music. And so like, mm-hmm. this question hits me really hard, because when I do listen to music, I am so engaged in what's happening, and right. I, I, man... I feel like there's a lot of artists that have so much more to say than I do, <laughs> you know. Like mm-hmm. I I I try to I I like to think that my thoughts and what we do at Top Brothers and stuff is is um universal enough or important enough that people would benefit from hearing it, but I also sometimes feel like if, if, if the day came where all of our listeners had to ask us if we stopped playing music, if all of our listeners had to say, okay, then who do we listen to now? I would have a very long list of like artists that they would feel satisfied. Yeah. Lyrically and musically with, uh, and, but then nick made a good point like being able to express an output you know f- for him even as as a human being like <laughs> this is like the way we talk like if if people have conversations with nick and i and probably you too jake but um like off stage we're pretty like light and reserved and and we'll go there, like if, if the person wants to go there and have like a deep conversation. But um, we usually reserve a lot of it for the songwriting and the stage. Right. And so I I kind of fear the world where I'm not able to like just get that all out on stage for a couple hours. Mm. and then mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I can go into the bar area or wherever people are hanging out and just have like Fun conversations. Um right. I'm kind of scared of that world. But I could probably find some other ways. Like running and stuff like that kind of helps me work through a lot of the thoughts I have in my head. And but um, do you listen to music while you run? No. No, oh. oh, I don't. I well, you yeah, go. he's a psychopath. Remember we talked about that? <laughs> I'm a psychopath, <laughs> yeah. I just weird, listen bro. to <laughs> the road. <laughs> Which is really weird. So I feel like I'm I'm probably able to answer this question with. I would rather listen, and if I couldn't make it, I would. just- <laughs> That is not where I thought you were going with all that. <laughs> Me neither. Well, listen, I don't. I I I know I don't listen to music on the regular, but. When I do listen to it, it's such an experience for me. Uh, mm. it, it's like I, I can't listen to songs or new songs or new bands without picking it apart. And like, I'm like, I'm lost. Like if you come in t- to my music listening session and try to talk to me, I'm just like, I ca- I can't do it right now. So mm. I, It's so special to me when I am listening to artists and like, Artists I love and then new artists. It's like such an experience that I think I would rather be able to go. And I know we talk about this, like going to watch a live show and you're just like, oh, you got to go home and mm. practice. Mm-hmm. But it's such a euphoric experience for me to watch a really good band just to have a good time that I would rather just have a whiskey. I'll find something else. Like, <laughs> you <laughs> okay. you guys just do it, and I'll just have a whiskey. And, and you'll watch. listen to us do it. I'll okay. be that guy. Yeah. The the guys that make our shows really good, that, like, love music. <laughs> hey, listen, yeah. I, I'm a musician that's, for a living, but I'd rather choose
2: cat. to listen to music and not create it. Am I hearing this right?
0: <laughs> you said, <laughs> that's not what you said. I'm just well, that's no, what I I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing what you said. said. <laughs> Exactly. I'm, I'm just checking. I could have cut out my whole thing and just said that. I'm. A, I'm really going to yeah. need
2: to probably start hiring soon then, if that's the case.
0: No, brother. Listen, <laughs> I've, I've told you several times, if for some reason I wasn't doing music anymore, your music would be my favorite because you got... I mean, there's people that message us on the regular like, can we just hear a song where Nick sings lead?
3: Ah,
0: and I'm like, because they're if, they're sick of your terrible voice. Yep, it's, and I and I say, <laughs> you know what I say? If he would do it, I'd be fine with it. So I would I let him. I
2: know my yep. place. There you go. I I just want to take a side step here and say I think one of the most important things about being part of a band is knowing your place. And I think there comes a point oh, yeah. in time in everybody's life where they think they know what they want to do or they feel entitled, or they feel like they, you know, they love the, the spotlight or whatever it is. I think everybody goes through that at some point where they kind of try to act like they can fill shoes or be something that they're not. And I think one thing we figured out early on was what each of our parts or each of our jobs are. It took a little bit of time because, but it's for the greater good and I think it's become like the best thing, and when you settle into that seeing somebody do what they do best is like the best thing that you could ever witness and like Mm -hmm. seeing somebody do what they're created to do is an amazing thing and yeah Yeah. I think that's kind of like with anything not just music but with any job or if you're part of a corporation or a business being part of just the overall machine that drives it forward and knowing your place, like your cog, or you know whatever it is your wheel in the machine is really valuable,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, that's so true, okay, Jake, you need to answer this question now.,
1: um, I think I would have to choose to listen., that's quick. just because um i mean listening to music is such a big part of my daily life that if that was gone i literally don't know what i would replace it with like i i listen to music when i'm in the gym that's really where i do a lot of my i don't want to say like meditation but that is kind of my meditative place where i'm just Super zoned in to the music that I'm listening to, and then also like a task at hand, um, and I really, I really need that. I feel like, and sometimes I don't always do it, but when I'm like really buckled in for work, I'll throw on some music, and um, I don't know. I feel like I get a lot of, I get really filled up by be able, being able to listen to other music, and I don't think that, I don't think that the music that I made would be any good if I couldn't listen to other music Mm, because so much of the music that I make is inspired or um like derivative of or like stolen from even like other music that I've heard so um like the stuff that I have I just don't think I would be that great of a musician if it weren't for being able to listen to other music I think everything that I would I would make would be super stale and just repetitive of the same thing so yeah I don't think I don't think it would really do anyone any good so I'd rather sacrifice that part of my life and be able to listen to good music than only be able to make shitty music
0: yeah I like what you said there like I don't know if it would do anyone any good and to have my music as opposed to you know there's so many of us and and that's just the reality of of what we do. I mean, there's there's guys. Uh, what's that David Ramirez lyric? That's like, "There's a plumber down in Arkansas, best writer I ever met. When yeah. I asked where to buy a CD, he just laughed and lit a cigarette. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. there there are so many." people that have so much to contribute to our industry that are so good and like guys that don't have the platform that we have, you know, like the followers and the listeners that we have that are able to, um, just write. And, you know, there's like guys that I know that even from my hometown that I'm like, wow, that guy was a really good poet or like a really good musician and you'll never hear his name, you know, because he mm-hmm. just w- wasn't pursuing that. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, like, I think m- maybe other people have more to contribute. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Than just. I've, there's just, so
1: much good music out there that I've, I would, I feel like I would personally be missing out. I'd be, I'd be personally missing out either way. But I, mm-hmm. I think I would be missing out on more by not being able, being able to listen to all the good Could, stuff that. That means a lot to me.
0: Could we all make music? In this scenario, <laughs> if you could only do one or the other, would you rather listen to music or make it? Could we, the three of us, still make music but never share it with anyone?
1: I mean, if we all chose to make it, then we could all make music together. But I feel like we would only be able to be making it together. Like, you couldn't send me ideas and then me make something and send it back to you like we usually do. It'd have to and be we, all be like at the same time and it'd be terrible.
0: And we couldn't ever share it with anyone. So it's like sharing it is kind of the payoff of like. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Let's move on. Next question.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was Next a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, This one is not at all related to music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Would you rather be able to eat cold only cold foods or only be able to eat warm foods? Mm. Warm. And this is probably the first time in my life that I've thought of things in terms of warm or cold foods. No, so,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's like hot lunch or cold lunch when you're <laughs> Yeah. In, in elementary school or whatever.
0: Hot hot ham sandwich or God, cold or cut. Be, the,
1: It was uh it was always those like smuckers pb and j's <laughs> in a package in a string cheese or something always the,
2: <laughs> you think about how many agrees. things you eat on the road that are not warm like packaged and just grab and go or backstage in the green room or whatever there's so many things that aren't or even you know keeping them in the fridge in the sprinter it's like yeah it's, uh, when you say warm do you mean i'm guessing you mean still like freshly cooked on the stove. Yeah, sure. when I read okay. this at first,
1: I was like lukewarm, like kind of warm, but <laughs> mm-hmm. not really like, like it's been up for a while. out. Let's just say yeah. like hot or cold, like fresh, fresh cooked off the, off the stove or cold. Dude, I love steak. I love red
2: meat. Mm-hmm. And I don't think if I was to give up anything, I couldn't give that up. So um, yeah. I'm quick to jump on this one. It's easy for me. Warm, totally
0: warm. Yeah. Ty. I I think so too. I think it's hard right now because I'm kind of twisted up in the winter months of like most mm. weeks I want tacos or chili or something but right.
3: But
0: I think when I think about how often I have like actual cold foods does this negate warm drinks? It just says food. Okay, so I could still have like a a tea or a coffee. Yeah, yeah. like I'm thinking like hot coffee with a cinnamon roll. That mm-hmm. the cinnamon roll is not warm; it's just like left over from the day before. I I think I'd rather do that because <laughs> if, if picking, I Picking cold, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick cold foods. I can eat cold chicken too. Uh,
1: yeah. like a I mean you can eat anything cold Cold pizza. The stipulation. Cereal. Yes. Yeah.
0: If it's been cooked, it can be cold and you could it can be literally cold. eat yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not
1: as uh, I would have to pick hot. The mm-hmm. amount of things that I would be giving up with cold food that I actually like really crave would be like cereal and just like my go to sandwich, but I could just heat up the sandwich. So mm-hmm. Perfect. I, I don't think hot ah. cereal I mean hot cereal's not the same. It's like this is food. a hard <laughs> That was good though.
0: This is why we chose these questions because that's yeah that's a really hard one. Yeah. And when you just said hot sandwich, every fiber of my being was like
3: oh,
1: yep.
0: Yeah, see. <laughs> You'd be missing out
1: on a lot more by choosing cold, but that's the reality that you chose for yourself. So
0: yep. okay, I, can't, I can't I can't go back. <laughs> can't go back now all right next question is a wrong
1: answer (laughs) start the podcast (laughs) over (laughs) that one had a definite wrong answer and you chose wrong um next question here is another i mean these are all bangers but i'm gonna say it's a good one every time this is a really good one um would you rather play red rocks with rayleigh montaigne in present day or bob dylan back in the day
0: Who's answering this first? That's a
2: twist. The whole present day, back in the day thing is a twist. Mm. Go,
0: brother. Oh, man. You, me, you, me, you. You, me, you, you, you. (laughs) You, me.
2: I'm going to say, I'm going to say present day just because I feel like, I mean, Dylan's classic. I, I love Bob Dylan. I love the fact that it's like such a, it would be nostalgic, but I guess you wouldn't know it's nostalgic if you were just, if it was present for you back then. Um, like if I would mm-hmm. never have been where I'm at oh, now yeah. and I only have knowledge and experience of being alive and present back when Dylan was playing Red Rocks, then that would change things for me, but with everything that I know and, and where we're at in the world today and the music that we're currently in, that would be, that would be really tough.
0: Um, God, this is hard. How do you even pick that? You know, I, I think if, if I'm just going to interject on your thought and let you finish after I say this, but do it. you got to think about how Ray Montaigne is kind of a more new artist and that is how time works if if bob dylan if back when we very first started music you know several years ago if we could have played for bob dylan
2: well this wouldn't this have been like back like you know what 70s are you talking 70s 80s like back when he was in prime it
1: says it said it said back in the day so i have to assume like his heyday yeah
0: but he wasn't dead when we started music so i'm saying if we were able to open for him when we started in 2012
1: the question isn't back in your day it's back in his day so Yeah, yeah, yeah like when he was a mega rock star not 79 year old Bob Dylan right. that he is right uh, now. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. So,
2: this is like back in his heyday, like our age. I,
1: but back then. Like you, I sti- you get in a time machine. You either play with Rayleigh Montaigne today mm-hmm. or you get in a
0: time machine and you go Let's, play with Bob Dylan in, I, whenever that was. I still feel like if in in 2010, if we would have been able to open for Bob Dylan. and That's not the question. <laughs> the, 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 is, oh, Bob Dylan back in the day, like, 70s Before, man. like 60s 70s like 1960s, like 70s. his time yeah yes oh as back
1: we have in been his saying day. for the past five minutes back in <laughs> his day at- when he was at his
0: prime were we alive can we no. answer this question well
1: you would be I s-
2: it's, it's, I it's, don't it's like hypothetical this. bro it's hypothetical uh, Jesus. i don't like that i'm gonna I say i wasn't
0: alive i don't know
2: i'm gonna say time because machine. that's why where I, we're at. I said time machine and the music we're making now, I'm super excited about. And I love the fact that thinking about, like, where we're at musically and experience-wise now, and the type of music that Ray has made from, like, the pariah dogs until where he's at today, um, mm. I think it'd be really cool to kind of be part of that, like, bridging the gap between this, like, acoustic sort of really rootsy style, into this like electronic sort of organic pop type of experience. And I feel like being the age I am now and knowing what I know in this day and age, like 2021, mm-hmm. I, I would rather do that than back in the 70s. Yeah. I
3: mean,
1: yeah, it, I think it, I would pick the the modern day option as well. Not anything against Bob Dylan in the slightest, but I feel like, I feel like as a show, like the music that we would all play as a band would complement a Rayleigh Montaigne show a little bit better, especially like if we had the opportunity to do it, do like the production thing and do it super dope. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we could, we could fit in with either, but I think I, I just vibe a lot more with the, the modern-day Rayleigh Montaigne stuff, like Mm -hmm. his Ouroboros album, like the more experimental stuff that he's been doing. I love that stuff. So Mm. Yeah, Dylan's
2: kind of like a classic where it's more of an artist that maybe you would attend a show and kind of appreciate Mm -hmm. it from that Mm -hmm. side rather than like be working alongside of, which, I mean, like you said, Jake, don't get me wrong because it's no disrespect. It's just a completely different mindset of... Me, the music being um, like transcending from Dylan or transcending from Rayleigh Montaigne.: Right. Ray.
0: I think if I could disassociate myself from realizing that the, I would be 50 <laughs> right now because of because <laughs> I, I can't uh, <laughs> I can't think about it in a, like a hypothetical. What I'd still be twenty-eight even though I opened up for Bob I, I I am having a really hard time with you're, doing that. Shh. Yeah. So I think if I could disassociate from the fact that I would be where I am now age wise, having have opened for Bob Dylan. Like if I could just twist this question and say I would still be twenty eight but I was able to open for Bob Dylan in his prime. Here's, let's, let's twist the question this way. Twist it. Someone go.
1: opens a door to a time machine, and they say, <laughs> you can get in this time machine and go open for Bob Dylan, but the butterfly effect doesn't apply. So like what you did there, it like doesn't change anything. You will come back to this point in time, and it doesn't change anything but you will have had the experience of opening at a Bob Dylan show. That's option one.
0: I'm not older.
1: Option two is to just right now today, go play for Rayleigh Montaigne at Red Rocks or whatever. And all things are equal. So neither of these shows changes the trajectory of your life or anyone else's life. It's just an experience that you have that you get to remember.
0: I think I'd go play for Bob Dylan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I would crap my pants. <laughs> Just like getting up on stage and seeing him go out there and do his hat, Had-a-had, hat, 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 you know, like all yeah. doing his thing. And the fact that we got to play with him, I think I think that's like a story that I would tell. Because I'm going to tell my kids, like, yeah, I love I love Ray Lamontagne. He's really good, and they're going to make who? And if I go, if I play with Bob Dylan, they'll like, you play with Bob Dylan? He's like, dude, He's your really? kids are not going to know who Bob Dylan is. My kids, dude, I'm going to tell you, mark my words right now. This podcast, January 6th, 2020, God forsaken one. <laughs> my kids are not going to do music. They're not going to have music. They're going to do something else. They're going to be like, dad. Why are you always playing guitar? <laughs> I feel like that's what's going to happen. So they won't respect it. So whatever. It's okay. If they do, that'd be great. But for me, yeah. if I could go to the grave being like, you know, I don't really know what I accomplished in this life, but there was that one time I played with Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> would, that's I a pretty cool phrased. thing to hang your hat on, as <laughs> well. Okay. Next
1: question. All right. Since since Tyler has such a hard time with that question, this question is probably <laughs> gonna take us the rest of the night because I, I don't really understand what the hang up was
0: that that whole
1: time. But here we go. I can't disassociate
0: um, myself from where I am right now, hypothetically. Well, good, good luck with this one. Um, this is
1: the this is the classic, would you rather go back in time or travel to the unknown future? Mm. Great
3: question. You get to pick how I, far I back. I want to go
0: to. I want to go to the, yep, wanna go to to the future because I want to see what my son is gonna experience like after I'm gone, and mm. and I probably wouldn't come back and tell him. Yeah, I just I you know I I would just know and then be like, yes, there is a reason that we only live. Less than a hundred years, <laughs> like, right? I don't want to experience this lifetime. I think it would be really interesting, and I'm sure. I I saw today that um, uh, Pence said that the space forces, actual, uh, the, the astronauts are going to be called the guardians. So. <laughs> nice. Like, man, we're living in, like, a Star Wars age. So, yeah. I think it'd be super cool to go and see, like, the Guardians are coming back from their 10th trip to building the, yeah. the uh, life, the station on Mars where we can all go live in the future. And, like, right. it'd be really interesting to see that stuff. It's like, why why shouldn't we name all the stuff of the future, like… Super nerdy, Star Futuristic Wars stuff. sounding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, I sh- we totally should. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see, like, have we progressed as a country and, like, are our values different? And have we surpassed, like, having to, to be at war with other countries for goods? And mm-hmm. ha- have we somehow surpassed um, <clears throat> needing oils and, things like that for our commodities, are we able to like, you know, would we be able to keep earth going? You know, I I thought about like, when we had our kid, I was like, man, when he is my age, are we still going to be focused on the same commodities that, that we are now Like are, are we gonna be into wind And solar and all that good stuff You know I mean, and, mm. I, and I'm totally for that stuff Like I mean if the sun can provide Battery power to charge your phone Like that's dope Let's do yeah, it it's you pretty know? Dope. So I hope that I hope that it, I wanna see the future where like Maybe some of that stuff has been Kind of like sorted out You know It'd be really interesting Yep. And to see, can I in the future can I see him as like a sure grown yep. man? Ooh, yep. That's weird. Do, 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 I would do, just do, do, do. I would just challenge him to a one on one death match. I'd be like, what? "Let's go, boy!" So he can kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, he probably. He, would. <laughs> he probably would. No doubt. <laughs> He's got he got my wife's athletic jeans. you just like yeah. Boop. That's awesome. And your big
1: ass head, so use <laughs> yeah. it as a battering ram. He's already got that. <laughs> All right, Nick, what would you pick? Uh
2: I think the hardest thing for me is thinking about traveling to the future and if I'm coming back to present day, knowing what's gonna happen, like right. overall. I mean, I know you don't know, like, details and there's still, like, free will. I mean, I believe in free will, like, you can still do whatever, but I think there's the element of seeing the world in a completely different state and Mm -hmm. knowing that you're not, you might not ever live to see that, depending how far forward you go. Um, Right. It might kind of, like, have some subconscious dictatorship over my mindset or my actions, which really freaks me out um but then again like thinking about the past there's been you know like learning about stuff in history or just watching stuff on tv or reading books about like what's happened um i think it's cool to see different representations about what has happened and granted there is like factual history and documentation but The hardest thing for me is, like, I'm curious. So, like, for me to think about something that nobody has experienced yet intrigues me. And Mm -hmm. I think I would choose to go into the future just to see what it was like. But there's definitely a strong pull um, to just, like, be present during, like, you know, Pa- the past and seeing things play out firsthand um right or things be created or invented like the first car or like you know just being around like i mean if you even went back further than that you could see you know stuff that you've only read about nobody's alive to even tell you what right. it was we just read about it or it's passed yeah. down and to actually see it firsthand maybe it would be different maybe it wouldn't even be 100% accurate to what we've been told or what we've read, which kind of intrigues me too. So um, Mm. I don't know. I love technology. I I would love to see how music sounds or, like, what has been discovered or what's, like, transpired from now until then, like 500 or 1,000 years from now, if the earth is still spinning. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be interesting, but I think that's yeah. what I
1: pick. I uh I resonate a lot with your point of like seeing the future having some bearing over your life at, when you come back. Like I I don't think that I could function properly if I go to the future and then come back because I would have this insane amount of anxiety of anxiety about like if you saw that the world became this like terrible place and it was um within the realm of like an age that you could reach or something, I would have this insane amount of anxiety of either trying to change that or just not wanting that to happen. And then just the rest of my days would be spent out in a more anxious state than I am already in as default. Um, I think it could be cool to go back in time. And I think it could be more useful. Like if you go back to a time where you experienced, you could experience something that you've never really experienced before and then come back to what we're going through right now and have this uh, understanding. newfound understanding of what's going on because you kind of witnessed all of the stepping stones and everything that's been boiling up to current day. Um, or just, you know, experience the things that your parents have experienced and then you can relate to them on a deeper level or something. Um, but I've also thought about like, if you could go back in time and f- witness all the things that people are like heavily disputing, like where the pyramids came from or like how did yeah. stone stonehenge happen? Like all these things that people think are aliens or whatever you'd, it'd probably make you crazy. Cause if it was aliens then you would sound like an, an idiot, like no one would believe <laughs> you, but you would at yeah. least know. So, I mean, I, I, I also think about like, if I could, uh, just go to the future and do the Marty McFly thing and go just far enough forward to know like the winning lottery number and then come back and win the lottery and set my life up for (laughs) like go one day in the future, find out what the winning lottery numbers are and then come back and then make the winning bet or whatever that in reality, that's probably what I do because I'm selfish and unoriginal that way. But I think... (laughs) In terms of answering this question, like in a noble way, I think going to the past would probably be more valuable to your like experiences moving forward than going to the future could be.
2: Yeah, because you have a point where traveling to the past helps you understand things better or like give you a different perspective on how you've arrived where you've arrived versus like the future, which you might not ever, you might not even live to that point where you have, like, this ungodly amount of stress or anxiety in the back of your mind that's always, like, you know how things might turn out or... Mm -hmm. But not being able to do anything, really, about it would be super frustrating. Because, like, I get the whole, like, going to the future and seeing, you know, like, how cars fly and whatever. Whatever it is that's different. Um, or the iPhone 25, you know, or, like, whatever right. it is. <laughs> that stuff would be cool. But, like, the day-to-day living in the state of the world, like, the political climate, the environment, like, what will we have done as humans by then? Will we have actually, like, taken steps to change and alter how much we consume, like, these different earthly materials or... Will we have, like, used up everything? Will will water be, like, a, you know, a scarce thing to come by? Right. Like, right. you know, it's just, it's really weird to think about what might not even, I don't know. Just just thinking about, like, the things we value today might be completely different than then. But going to the past, you'd be able to see, oh, that makes sense why we're here today. Mm-hmm. You know? So, right. I get both sides weird.
1: Yeah. I think, I don't know. I I just don't think if I went too far into the future, I agree with you. Like seeing the technology and stuff would be the only thing I'd really be interested in. Yeah. But but it's like,
2: Oh, that's dope. But
1: what about my life? Yeah. (laughs) The state of the world. I mean, maybe you go and you're pleasantly surprised, but I I don't know. I just have this feeling Mm -hmm. that it would give me this weird amount of anxiety where at least if I go to the past, I can See something that I more or less was expecting, and just learn more about right. it from a firsthand uh, perspective. That. But I, get that. I don't know, man. The the Marty McFly strategy is pretty appealing too. So right, be the first know. person to uh, win the you know the lottery. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually know what I'd pick. But all right, let's move on. Um, would you rather spend twenty twenty one performing for super small venues? or live streaming with unlimited guests? Give,
0: give me the super small venues. Amen, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Is that What could we say was uh, super small, like 50 minus?
2: Sure. Sure. I yeah. would do,
0: if, if there was 50 people at every one of the like, this is the max amount of... I just don't find live streaming a super satisfying experience like it's it's great to be able to connect with people still during all this that's going on but man if, it's not the if same you, If it's not no it isn't and i think that's what the problem is is like i'm trying to make the live stream feel like it feels at a show and you know with the production and the the, you know, the bar and... People and just, yelling
2: at you and stuff. Right? Yeah.
0: The hecklers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. It. This Energy's is a good different. question. This is a good question because I feel like there's probably a lot of artists that might say, like, okay, this has been good for me to have a, mm-hmm. a huge live stream audience and, um, you know, yeah, if you could, if you can say that there's 200 people watching a live stream is that better than the 50 minus small venue or something and like i don't know for me like if we're going to do it if we're going to if I'm going to take a shower and shave and put on a decent pair of pants and play a show like <laughs> i would rather we just did it in person you know
1: yeah is that Yeah, I think even even to a room of like 10 people would feel yeah, more satisfying. <laughs> I just think of like I think it could be super cool to do a run of show just like super intimate shows, you know, even if it was with a full band and like we didn't hold back or anything. Just just that experience is so cathartic on its own because you get to share something in person and it's like flesh and bones and and all that, but right. I don't know, like the, the live stream shows that I've seen, even the ones that have like the full production and they, they do it balls out and everything is perfect. It just, it feels like you're watching it on TV cause you are, you know, like from the, the receiving end and yeah. it would be really fun. Like if we did a live stream show like that full band, like all the lights and everything, it would be really fun to a level because we all enjoy playing together and like playing our instruments loud and like doing it with the live feeling is super fun. But I feel like after you do that one, like if you say you have 10 of those in a month or whatever, like if you follow the same show schedule that you normally would, would during the year, but they're all live streams After, like, the first one, maybe two, they would be super boring, I feel like, from a performance standpoint. Yeah. Because, like, it's at that point, it's the same every time. You don't have the difference of, like, every venue having its own, like, cool things, like each cool little green room and all those stories that you get to tell. It's, it would just feel really cookie cutter, I feel like, to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's no show that ever is the same. So, having the ability to, set up differently and have different people there. It's like you can't that show is so unique, that experience is only going to happen that night and who has ever who's ever bought a ticket and who's there with us like it goes both ways. We'll never have that same experience on stage. They'll never have that same experience in the audience. Like it's just a a unique experience that can't ever be replicated and I think there's something really cool about not being
1: able to do the exact same thing ever again. I think, I think you could get around that too by like, maybe there's a way that you could change the live stream performance show to show or night to night or whatever, but then you're, you're planning 10 different shows, right? But when you're doing them in person, a lot of those things happen organically. Like there are so many times that we, as a band have sort of like impromptu little jams on stage that don't happen every night. Or even if we plan the jam, the jam is different every night. Mm -hmm. So like you could could replicate some of those things, I feel like, but a lot of that feeds off of the energy of what's happening in the room that night. Like if the crowd is super into it and it's a killer crowd and it's a killer venue, like we're gonna have a way better jam than if it's like um, a less good situation. It's still going to be fun, but it's going to be a completely different energy. We might not even play as well, but uh, we'll at least be having a lot more fun and everyone else will be super into it too. So, yeah, um, There's been times when a
0: few of us have had maybe like a few too many drinks and like we go back and say, man, we were having such a great time and like maybe it was a small crowd, but we had such a great time that like that's one of the shows that goes in the books you know like we we tried some new things and like we we didn't think too much about where we were going next we just like let it vibe and Mm -hmm. yeah you you can't get that stuff during a a live stream because it feels very structured and like limited and um you know you're really trying to make yourself sound good on you know 10 different devices you know right like yeah, and that's you have to hard, pick your poison. You have
1: to prioritize a lot more than you do if you're playing live. I think too. Yes,
0: right. yeah. Like everybody out in the live audience is getting the audio that we had planned on them getting, and yeah. you know if someone's listening on their iPhone or their you know a thousand dollars speaking speaker system, you know we're we're kind of like yeah, how do you you can't sound check that right right yeah so i i like that like being able to be in control of like the experience that people are are gonna have i miss that the most i think like just this like sound checking and then and you know like we'll do this thing when we sound check um where one of us either nick or i or both of us whatever will go out into the audience and have uh and listen to what to what people are playing and it's especially good for me when you jake are on stage and nick is and then we have bass or keys because like i can go out there and hear how the band sounds right i know that they're gonna be able to like dial in the vocals so like if you guys sound good and like if i was a guy that showed up at the venue and just wanted to have a drink and hang out with my girlfriend or whatever like this band sounds good so yeah, I, I miss that whole thing that we do before the show starts. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to uh, being able to do that again, for sure. Same.
1: Cool. So I think we all agree. Yeah. In-person shows yeah. are better. Mm-hmm. or They're more fun for us anyway. It's a good question Hands though. Yeah.
0: Yes, it was. Um,
1: the <laughs> next one, would you rather be John Wick, <laughs> John Wick or Forrest Gump?
0: Who asked this?
2: Just a trick question. What's
0: that? (laughs) Who asked this? (laughs) So, Uh,
2: I don't remember. I uh, feel like, all right, so my take is these guys are completely... Nick's thought about
3: this.
2: (laughs) I stay up at night thinking about this. These guys are completely different. I don't understand the comparison. But I feel like Forrest Gump has this sort of underdog... Uh, character where yeah. this man who's been through all this shit has finally come to this place of, like, accepting who he is and embracing mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. that is pretty noble to me. Like, that's kind of the mark of a man in my book. Um, yeah. Aside from, like, all the other stuff that he deals with. Um, I think John Wick is just, like this like haunted sort of, mm. you know, he's got this, he's got this agenda. He has this, uh, this list of things that he has to do, um, right. kind of like under this regime and where he tries to get away from that and experience his, like his own life and freedom from that, he is bound by like who he is made to be. And right. so like, to me, these things are like east and west. Uh, obviously, I think John Wick's more
1: badass. But <laughs> hey, there's Forrest something Gump about is a war hero. Shut right? your damn mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lieutenant Dan.: <laughs> there, there is something freeing about Forrest Gump where he has this like ability to just come to his own, come into his own, and like he has arrived. And I feel like if John Wick, if I was to be John Wick, I would always have this sort of like haunted, uh, heavy weight on my shoulders trying to (laughs) deal with shit. So I don't know. Yeah. I romanticize that stuff. I know I do. It's probably not right. So (laughs) I feel like I'm closer to John Wick in real life, but I (laughs) want to be more like Forrest Gump because I would love to just like have a shrimp boat and— just you better chill. start running. What?
0: What's even left to be said after what you? How you I know? Answered honestly, that? like I, I feel like that's the best way you can answer that. I got yeah. a little too deep,
1: dude. No, that's no. I mean, That's all. Those are all the things I was gonna say. Like nothing about being a man on the run seems appealing to me, regardless of like the badassery that is to be had with being John Wick. But mm-hmm. um, Forrest Gump also has some damn good stories. So yeah, like, it's, he has experienced a lot of cool stuff um, and
0: he's just like a good man he just like yeah. loved one woman the whole time yep. you know yep. and just
1: uh, yeah i mean but, he he deals with a lot of stuff and deals with heartbreak and rejection and all these things too but um yeah yeah i like what nick said about the fr- the freedom yes. that there is with with his story as, as opposed to always being haunted I feel haunted enough as a, as it is. So like, yes. Amen. if I could yeah. have had some of that Apple stock like Forrest Gump had and like be <laughs> super good at ping pong and all these things to hang my hat on, I think I'd choose that route.
0: Yeah, Amen. I say preach. preach. That's
1: good. All right. All right. We've got two more here. Let's knock them out. We're going to go over our time. Okay. but We got this. Who cares? Um, <laughs> would you rather? This is one that I have spent a lot of time thinking about. I've had the luxury of being able to look at these for a while, but um, would you rather be wildly successful at just one thing or have mediocre success at everything you do? Mm. I'm going to go ahead and go first because I've, I've thought go about do this one it. a lot. Do it. Um, I think because I tend to consider myself as someone who has had mediocre success at everything I've done, um, I would choose to be wildly successful at just one thing. Um, I feel like it—it it can be exhausting to have a lot of different things going on that you feel like you're never quite—you're um, never quite to where you want to be, right? So I don't know if this question assumes that you just are like you just accept where you're at with being mediocre at everything you do but I'm assuming like I still have all of my normal traits where I want to keep going you know and having a lot of things going on that I feel like they're all equally mediocre is something that I've experienced and uh, it brings me a lot of unrest and anxiety and I hate it Um, so it it gives it it brings you the opportunity to you know anything you want to do you're going to find some level of, of success to it so you could do a lot of different things and and be okay. But I just don't think I could, I could do that. I would, I would really rather be just pick one thing that I am passionate about above all other things and just focus all on that because I know that it's going to take me exactly to where I want it to, because that's my definition of success. So this question also wraps up like, how do you define success or whatever? But um, yeah, I think no matter, without getting into that too much, I think I would still prefer to be wildly successful at one thing.
0: Brother, can I answer, can we mix this up right now and I'll answer for you and you answer for me? Mix it. (laughs) So the thing that I've known about Nick ever since we started this whole, we didn't know what we were going to call the band in the beginning. Like we had a lot of ideas and I think we thought in the beginning, we'll just name it whatever gives us the most flexibility. And so, you know, like we didn't know that the Jonas Brothers and stuff like that were going to come along that kind of (laughs) pigeonhole the Brothers Band. But we thought if we called ourselves the Talbot Brothers, it was kind of like Dave Matthews calling himself Dave Matthews, you know. Like this, this is just what I am, and then whatever I do is me. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we wanted for the Top Brothers was like we never really knew what kind of music we were going to do from the beginning. We just knew that we had like some stuff we wanted to write and and that we felt like it was valuable enough for people that – it was valuable for us to write, but it was valuable enough for people to hear and feel like they connected to it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think – especially when we first started nick was the kind of guy that was like this is my one thing you know like i'm put all my time into this and all my focus and that it will be my my product and and i think you know looking back i think i wasn't on board with that because i always thought of myself as a person that would be able to do multiple things and have several plates spinning and hopefully have them most of them be successful but if I didn't have that person my brother Nick like focused on the one thing and making that the most important thing then we might not be where we are because you know if you think of like your Steve Jobs in the Apple situation like Obviously, Talbot Brothers is not Apple, you know, but (laughs) they have this one guy that unrelentingly like focused on the one thing and was like, I, I'm going to make, I don't need, he probably came into these meetings and said, I don't know how to make this phone do this, but this is what we need to make this phone do. Right. And then the team that he had around him and the capability that they had and the engineers they made it happen and mm-hmm. and I feel like Nick has kind of been the guy for us as Talbot Brothers that's been like I don't know how we do this but I know that this is what we need to do so mm-hmm. the team that we've built over the years to make things happen have basically taken most of Nick's ideas and made them happen and mm-hmm. sometimes his ideas are like, "No, we can't make that. That's not going to happen, you know, and you and need to have, have, have to ideas up. like that too, though, for sure. Yes, you do, And I think it's so important to have someone um that's going to say like realistically, no, we aren't going to be there, but mm-hmm. you know he you know, we've always joked about like, he's the engine, and I'm the face, like yeah, Nick. You know, we go to shows and, and, and people have this kind of like confused thought of like, okay, Ty is talking on stage the whole time and he's leading it. And then after we get off stage, he's talking to us at the table and like mm-hmm. it feels very much like Ty is doing this. But on the the engine side of what we do, Nick is very much the driving force and really most of the decisions that we make every day about our band, he comes up with the main idea and then Nick and I shoot back and forth tons of ideas and work it out so that it can happen realistically. And Mm -hmm. like you said, Jake, you need that guy that's going to be like, we should be in the stars. And then if you have a guy that's like, yeah, we should be in the stars, but we're on earth and I'd like to meet you like right in between that. Right. It, it, makes, it makes a really good team, which makes me feel like that one thing, Nick has always been about that one thing. And that more, I mean, I wake up every day thinking, I want to be about that one thing. Like I, I want to yeah. have just that one super passion That, like, on my tombstone, they say, this guy did this thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I also feel like it's a little bit of a waste of potential for a guy like Nick, a guy like you, Jake, or hopefully a guy like me to say that we are just going to do that one thing and it's going to be successful. And if, you know, we can't tell ourselves... We aren't the kind of guys that can tell ourselves if this just one thing is going to work, that's great. And if it doesn't work, I'm a waste of human potential, you know? We (laughs) have to have, like, a few other things that are really good. And so that's what I've always thought is, like, I love doing Taubo Brothers, and it is obviously, like, where my heart is. But I've always thought I might be the kind of person that has, like— a couple other things, but I am not capable of accepting that I would be mediocre at those other things. Yeah, see,
1: that's the thing, is we think about other things, (laughs) but we always think about those things being successful too. But like, Like, the question is,
0: I can't be be a runner. Right. I can't be a runner and stack up my times and my performance up to other runners and say, oh, well... You know, I'm like also a musician, and I
1: spend. Right. <laughs> so I have went, a lot of other things know, going on, so it's okay that I'm painfully cannot. mediocre at everything in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a phrase that I actually say often. Is painfully pain, I'm mediocre. Just, I'm
0: painfully mediocre at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you how do you feel about that, Jake? Because I I feel like you're the special unit in what we do in our team. Is like you. Are your heart is with music and your heart is with what we're doing right now with this podcast, which I love and is one of my most favorite things to do. Yeah. Is how do you divide yourself? This this is a deviation from the question that that's is asked. okay. How do you divide yourself into these passions and then still have the job that you have, which requires so much brain power and heart, you know, it's not, you yeah. know, when you're working for Garmin, it's not just mentality. It's not just science and math. It's like you have to believe in the mm-hmm. thing, right? Right. Like you're the reason that Nick and I both have Garmin watches because you're like, <laughs> you believe yeah. in the thing. Right. Right. How how do you do that? How do you balance those plates?
1: Well, I don't very well because like I said before, I am painfully <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I
0: don't know, man. I
1: think, um, I mean, I've always been this way where I've always been like interested in a lot of different things and I've always been able to kind of, um, get up to speed on things very quickly. So if I have like a new, project or hobby or little thing that I want to work on. I, I've said this before, but I basically become like an overnight expert or like a functional, I I develop a functional knowledge of that thing very, very quickly, (laughs) which has been kind of a blessing and a curse for me because it allows me to kind of become really mediocre at a lot of things. But I think the benefit of that is it's, it's kind of allowed me to compartmentalize my brain in a way. So, There are, I mean, eight hours of my day, at least eight hours of my day are dedicated to one thing. And I would be lying if, if I said that I didn't think about the other things, you know, during the course of those eight hours. But for the most part, I'm pretty good at like clocking in for, you know, the first four hours of my day, I'm working. And then I take an hour to an hour and a half and then I go work out. And that's, that is all I'm thinking about during that time. Like things will kind of come in from work or from other projects and i'll you know kind of handle those things as they come up but for the most part like that's my main focus for that hour or whatever then the next four hours of my day i'm working again at my day job and then after that i clock out like i'm very pretty strict about maintaining the the nine eight to five or whatever like the, the regular schedule unless i really really need to put in some extra hours like I'm clocking out at five because I've got all these other things after work that I'm working on. So, um, really the only way that I've been able to do all the things that I do is just to really compartmentalize my brain to maybe like an unhealthy degree because (laughs) it's, it's, I don't know. It's hard for me to do anything, anything just like kind of casually, you know, like you guys, of everybody know like this podcast it's a really fun thing and a lot of people will start podcasts just for like a fun thing to do but I can't do that and you know that because of how often I'm texting you about like the logistics and like things that we could do better and like asking you guys to to do certain things for it um, and you know that I'm the same way with music too like I'm insanely anal about the way that I play and the way that a show goes. Like I've never come off a show and be like, yeah, I feel like I really nailed that. You know, I always like <laughs> kind of have notes of things that I felt like could have gone better. Um, so it's hard for me to like fully enjoy anything, which is, which, which is the other part of it. I feel like if I was to, to bring it back to the question, I feel like if I was just wildly successful at the one thing and I was just fully hundred percent invested in the one thing, it would, I would probably be able to enjoy it a lot more than like all these things that I feel like have shortcomings that may or may not be to do with the fact that I have other things going on as well. But, um, I don't know. I, I think that I would pick the one thing just because I know how exhausting it can be to like have all these things going on and to always be like picking them apart. So I think it shows a lot more of like maybe shortcomings in my psychological, um, outlook on it, but, I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question, but.
0: Yeah. Well, we've always said that you could be the Jake of all trades and the master of none. Right. Yeah. That's how it feels most like, of the time. <laughs> it's it, it does feel that way. Cause you have so many interests and you know, you stack yourself up against people who you feel like are doing it really well. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not really about that. You know, like I, I feel like if, I always compared myself to other runners um like the elite and stuff I can strive for that but I don't know if those guys have the other plate spinning that I have you know I don't right. I don't know if they have like music and this podcast and stuff that that is really important to them and yeah and maybe they do but I mean it I, is a I, case I,
1: it is a case of like the grass is always greener too, right? Like maybe the people yes. that are wildly successful at the one thing would say, you know, I wish I could just have a lot of things going on that I enjoy equally, mm-hmm. but instead I'm yeah. tied to this one thing and it, I don't know. Yes. Nick, do you feel yeah, like I, 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 do you feel like Tyler's evaluation of you is correct? <laughs> unfortunately, fortunately, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've always
2: been about one thing. I've had a hard time yeah. balancing for sure on anything just because I put 100% into whatever it is I'm doing. And I think that it can be good, but it can also be uh, debilitating at times because I feel like there's a sort of like I tunnel vision on on yeah. a vision or on a way of doing something <clears throat> Um, even though I'm like big picture thinking, I still tell right. television on it. So I've been challenged a lot this year just because we've had to think outside the box with everything. Um, and I think it's been fun to find solace in that instead of feeling like, feeling guilty for thinking about devoting time to anything else. Like, oh man. Right. Right. I'm doing a disservice to my true love of music because I'm thinking about doing X, y, or Z, but mm. it's been the best thing for me to like get outside my comfort zone. And I mean, this podcast is is one of those things where it's been so enlightening and rewarding to be able to do something like this where, right. I, I wouldn't have thought we would have ever done this, but mm. it's also been an amazing way to connect still with you guys and also with our listeners and fans who have been supporting the Tower Brothers for however long. And I think it's cool to just be open-minded, and I've tried to be able to do that more. But I catch myself, I have to check myself, because I do definitely, uh, I kind of pound the nail in pretty good on one thing and have (laughs) to kind of like back up and look at it. As a just, you know, oh, hey, this is just what I'm doing. This isn't who I am. This mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. And yeah, discerning the difference is definitely a, a thing that I've been working on for sure.
0: But yeah, you do feel like we are the kind of the kind of guys that convince ourselves that what we're doing is who we are. Absolutely. Oh, yeah.
1: That's something I, that, I have really been. Unpacking a lot recently is like decoupling myself from my day job and really yeah. everything that I do, like that they're just things that I do that I enjoy versus like putting so much pressure on them to be the only pillar of my personality or my existence. But it's hard, it's yeah. tough. I think we're all such passionate people that it's tough to like do anything passively or like do anything just because. Yeah. And when we find ourselves in positions, like, Ty, I think about you working a job right now because that's just kind of how things, how the chips fell. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: It's hard for people like us to do jobs that we don't care about because we're such passionate people that we spend like all of our existence just thinking about doing the things that we are passionate about.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's like
1: Ron
2: Swanson said, you know, he'd rather, you know, full ass one thing, half ass two things.
1: (laughs) Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's hard. It's
0: so true.
2: That's
1: a good question. Right. Whoever we asked got that. one question left. It's not, not nearly as deep as that last one. Maybe we should put these in a particular order, but we'll end on a fun one. Uh, would you rather win $50,000 for yourself or your best friend win $500,000? <sighs> We're about to find out this how selfish is, we all are. I,
0: I think I could answer this question because I know that you guys would would share with me like <laughs> neither of the two of you would be like dude I just won five hundred thousand dollars and like yeah see ya you know <laughs> I'm out yeah <laughs> right if I had different friends uh, I mean there's a f- a few of my friends where I feel like if I answered this question I would be like I would rather win the 50k right of- <laughs> I don't think they would share, but, uh, I'd probably give you guys like a couple hundred bucks. Probably. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. (laughs) fifty bucks. I think I would pick, I would pick to have my friend win. And my rationale is this might sound a certain way. I don't mean it to, but like 50 (laughs) K doesn't actually get you all that far. Right. No, it doesn't
0: like, seem like a lot of money now. That's
1: for most people. That's, <laughs> I mean, you can spend 50K super year. easy just without even trying, yes. like on essential things. So it'd be super yes. nice. Like I could pay off all my debts and stuff with that and not have to worry mm-hmm. about that anymore. But that's not like be able to retire money, you know, or like fund some big project money or something. So um, okay. I, I kind of knowing my best friends. And the people that I would actually choose to win the 500 grand, I'm sure I would uh, feel the benefits of that one way or another. And I feel like I would rather set someone else that I'm really, really close with in a position where uh, cause 500 grand would mean a lot more to some other people than like 50 grand would mean to most people. So I think, I'd p- I think I'd pick that. That's like the only selfless act I would ever do in my life though. So
0: <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. I think what would you do brother?
2: I'm with, I'm with you. I think having your friend win that would be definitely more beneficial than winning it yourself. And I think it would be tough because it's the year of the pandemic. So it's like to even think about going without that. But that's, it's still a good amount of money that somebody could use and do a lot of good with. And I feel like if it's your friend, like you said, whether they share it with you or not, it's going to go a lot further than the immediate 50K, which is, I mean, yeah, you could do a lot with that still, but um, Mm -hmm. hopefully you're good enough friends where you could say, hey, you know, so uh, I was kind of the one behind
1: you winning this 500k. <laughs> would you want to and split I it? Incidentally, have 50 grand worth of uh, stuff yeah. I need to pay for. So <laughs> exactly.
0: How about exactly. a little well, 10 percent? Finders. Right? Fee? It's not even so so much that. Like, if you got friends like us where we work together, right? Either of the two of you making 500k would probably help me along <laughs> <laughs> the long run, You know, buy yeah. me some Work-wise, new headphones yeah not exactly. even that just the, I know that you two of you are uh, wise enough to put that into your businesses and maybe I'm fortunate I'm fortunate enough to be part of your businesses yeah.
1: buy you a subway sandwich
0: <laughs> okay, I'll take it cup of coffee he'll buy Chipotle. you a subway sandwich whoa, whoa, in the whoa, airport whoa.
1: as he's flying to his island Chipotle <laughs> <laughs> yes that was a good one alright yeah, these yeah, were fun. We're definitely gonna have to do another one of these because um, yes. we're just too introspective and uh, talk about serious things too often that we need to get out of our get out of our bubbles and talk about some <laughs> of this stuff. Yeah, which man. most of these were just like right up the alley of stuff that we normally talk about anyway. So yeah, um, <laughs> just in a rapid fire format. But um, thanks everyone for listening to another episode, Similar Vein Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review if you haven't already and hit us up on instagram at SimilarVane podcast if you haven't already give us a follow hit us up in the comments uh, we do things like this where we post in our story and ask you guys for uh, topics and things to talk about so it's a fun time check it out but till next yeah. time we'll see you guys see you